It's Ember Saturday in the first week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zolsdorf. Today's station is San Pietro in Vaticano. The first basilica here was built by the Emperor Constantine over the cemetery which held the bones of the Apostle Peter, next to the Circus of Caligula, where the Apostle had been crucified upside down. Peter's body was placed in a little pauper's grave here, but from devotion to that grave and his martyr's blood, there sprang up a force that would embrace the whole world. Ninety-one of the 266 successors of Peter are interred here, which includes all the popes since Leo XIII. The old basilica eventually went to ruin and was torn down in the 16th century so that the new church could be built. Julius II laid the cornerstone for the vast new basilica in 1502. This is the third and final Ember Day of Lent. The Ember Tides were traditionally times for ordinations, in ancient times, people spent the whole night in a vigil of prayer at the basilica in preparation for the ordinations the next day. We have Ember Day sermons at St. Peter's by St. Pope Leo the Great, who died in 461. Leo preached on the Transfiguration, which was the gospel reading today for over 1,500 years. In his book, Journey Toward Easter, Joseph Ratzinger gives a reflection on the arrangement of the Lenten Ember Days before ordinations. On Wednesdays, we asked the help of Mary and entrusted the men to be ordained to her care. On Friday, we invoked all the apostles, and finally, at the heart of apostolic succession, the ordinations were performed under the aegis of Peter. In another way, we see the progression of thought from the first Sunday of Lent to today. On the first Sunday, we hear that Christ fasted for forty days and then was tempted on the mountain. On Ember Wednesday, Moses fasts on Mount Sinai, and Elijah fasts in the desert. On Ember Saturday, Moses and Elijah appear with Christ on the mountain of transfiguration. Objections are sometimes raised against fasting and abstaining. These include poor health, excessive work, a frail constitution, and so on. Such reasons for exempting ourselves should be carefully considered before God and in consultation with our confessor. If they are genuine, we are entitled to omit fast and abstinence, either partly or entirely. God is more interested in our good intentions than in any material act, which is demanded only as a proof of our goodwill. If we cannot actually fast and abstain, we can mortify ourselves spiritually. We can curb our tongues by avoiding idle and uncharitable conversations. We can mortify our eyes by avoiding looking at anything which might lead us into danger. We can mortify our hearing by seeking a certain degree of solitude and silence. We can mortify our bodies by depriving ourselves of unnecessary luxuries. Above all, we must abstain from sin and from the occasions of sin. This is the basic fast which we are all obliged to keep at all costs by means of constant and fervent prayer. Antonio Cardinal Bacci
The post-communion from Holy Mass in the extraordinary form. Oremus. Sanctificationibus tuis omnipotens Deus, et vitia nostra curentur, et remedia nobis eterna proveniant. Let us pray. By the workings of your sanctifying power, Almighty God, may our vices be cured and eternal remedies provided for us. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Amen.